0: Welcome to episode 55 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Chris. And today we'll be discussing Sansa chapter 4 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. And first of all, we're back. Hello.
1: Sorry about the hiatus. It's been a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, Gabby is back from overseas. Uh, She will be hopefully joining us for the next episode. She's still catching up on her jet lag. Or the
1: one after that.
0: We'll see. But we'll she's excited She's excited to come in and uh, talk to you guys about what she saw in Spain and stuff. So
1: Things and stuff.
0: Things and stuff. We'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: in the news today, get out your checkbooks, everybody. Because Titanic Studios, which filmed Game of Thrones, is up for sale. Mm-hmm. So the Game of Thrones uh, famously injected a lot of energy into filming. And it's in Northern Ireland... It's a 42,000 square foot studio is up for sale. So, you know, everyone, you know, get ready to pay money (laughs) because we can buy it.
0: Does Um, it say how much?
1: I doubt it. Uh, It says it's a truly unique space that there there will be no doubt much excitement as the studio not now known all over the world due to shows filmed here comes to the market.
0: Oh, it doesn't have a price.
1: Um, The listing, (laughs) put in an offer of $10. What do you have to lose? I agree.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have a price yet. Yeah,
1: put some money in. Let's put some money down on it.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. But it's for sale. So that's your news for today. So, you know, if you (laughs) want to buy Titanic Studios in Northern Ireland and Belfast, there it is.
0: Okay, our Martin message, we're continuing... Continuing with um, George R. R. Martin's Targaryen Thursdays, where every Thursday he goes over a different member of the Targaryen fam. So this week is Arian Targaryen, the fourth down the line from Aenar. Arian was a member of the house during the Century of Blood, the only son of Lord Damien Targaryen of Dragonstone and father of Aegon, Rhaenys, and Visenya.
1: I believe Aegon and and Rhaenys were, uh, and Visenya, We're all, you know, married to each other. Mm, Probably. Yep. I believe so. Uh, Now for our reader-listener answers. Thank you, Aunt Katie. Um, The first one was, will Arya make it out of King's Landing? She says, yes, she will definitely make it out of King's Landing. She is young, but she has that stark instinct and will. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yes. Second question is, do you think she will try and find her father first... Uh, And Katie says, I think she might try and find him, but I don't think she will. I agree with that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think that, I think if she does find him, she wouldn't leave him and their fates may then match.
0: Oh, interesting. Someone's been reading ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: And then the last question is, what would you do? Um, Escape from Winterfell or try to find your family? Um, and Katie said, I would try and find my family. Ha, even my sisters. Olivia, I think you would too. Probably. Yeah.
0: Probably would. <laughs> okay, so last episode, Arya was almost captured by Sir Marin Trant and Lannister Guardsmen. Sirio allows Arya to escape, sacrificing his own life. Arya tried to get out of the castle without being seen by going through the dungeon with the dragon skulls.
1: This episode, Sansa is being held in a chamber in King's Landing, and after three days, she's finally brought before the Queen. Not
0: really the queen. Well, Queen Regent. Right. Yeah.
1: She bestowed that upon herself. She did.
0: How lovely. I don't what want to
1: call her that. Not, I don't either. No. All right. Cersei tells her that her father is a traitor, and she must write to her family and convince them to come to King's Landing to swear their fealty to Joffrey.
0: The new king that also saw uh, Cersei bestowed that title on. Right.
1: Anyways, our wine for today, off of Cersei, is on the town.
0: Mmm. What is it?
1: St. Julian's. It's a sweet white, and it's from right here.
0: Pure Michigan. Paw
1: Paw, Michigan, about mm, 15 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. So you know it's good. Yes. Because it came from here.
0: So our 25th wine rule from John Bonnet's book, The New Wine Rules, is the occasional faulty bottle of wine is a fact of life. Don't let one ruin your day. Uh, There are many causes for a faulty bottle of wine, which we will get into in the following episodes. Wine is usually very well made, but sometimes it suffers old-fashioned shortfalls. Fashion? Old-fashioned, yeah.
1: Old-fashioned shortfalls.
0: There is a way to identify basic flaws. He suggests asking a retailer or restaurateur.
1: restaurateur.
0: Most important rule is to speak up as soon as you think something's wrong.
1: This don't taste good. mm What's wrong
0: with it? Mm. That's yep. it. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get into this chapter. So Sansa has snuck away uh, to tell the queen of her father's plan to take them back to Winterfell. She has been there three days waiting to speak to the queen. Jane Poole has been confined with her, and Jane can't stop crying for her father. Sansa was trying to reassure her that her father was just fine and that she would ask the queen to let Jane see him. He's not fine. No. So on the first day that Sansa was there, she had been scared when she heard all the killing outside begin. She could hear the pain, angry curses, shouts for help, and the moans of the wounded and dying men. She had been pleading for someone to help her. What was... To tell her what was happening and to get her father, the queen Septimordain, her prince, someone. So
1: who was dying outside? All the yeah, all the Stark.
0: Yes, that's what we heard last episode. Hmm. Remember, Arya saw the men dying in the street when she was like trying to get out. That's what that's what Sansa was hearing.
1: So Sansa is in the jail.
0: No, she's just in a chamber in the Red Keep. She's just being confined. Can't put her
1: in the jail because her dad's in the jail.
0: Right, and they're trying to keep all the Starks separate. And Sansa's basically selling out her family right now.
1: No one looks at this and goes, We're oh, this is to. bad.
0: Yeah. Um, everyone ignored her, and the only time her door opened was when they threw Jane Poole in with her, bruised and shaking. When Jane, Jane saw Sansa, she shrieked, they're killing everyone.
1: Poor Jane. Yeah, I
0: know. Jane told her story. The hound had broken down her door with a door hammer, and she saw bodies on the stairs of the Tower of the Hand, and the steps were covered in blood. On the second day, things got worse. The room she was in was at the very top of the highest tower of the Major's Holdfast. There you go. That's where she is. Hmm. So, sorry, not the Red Keep. But it's, like, in the same... Isn't the Major's Holdfast inside the Red Keep?
1: I think so.
0: Because isn't that, like, the King's Chambers or whatever? Which is in the Red Keep.
1: It's not the Majors hold fast. It's something... I don't know. I don't know.
0: Anyways. She could see from her window that the castle was barred shut and the drawbridge was up. She saw Lannister guardsmen on the streets with spears and crossbows, and she noticed that the streets were silent.
1: So no escape.
0: Right. They were fed hard cheese and fresh bread and milk for breakfast, roast chicken and greens for lunch, and nice. beef and barley stew for dinner. But not one of the servants that brought the food would answer any of Sansa's questions.
1: She's eating good. Yeah. I'll give her that.
0: But she's not allowed to leave. That's not really living. (laughs) Sansa begged the guards to speak to the queen. She told them that the queen will want to hear what she has to say. I'm sure she will. At sunset, she heard bells begin to ring across the whole city. Sansa said it was because the king is dead. She went to sleep fearing what happened. Was Joffrey king now? Had they killed him too? She was afraid for Joffrey's life and also for her father's. Oh, that night, Sansa had a dream about Joffrey on the Iron Throne with herself seated right next to him. Everyone she had known came to her and Benthany. On the morning of the third day, <laughs> Sir Boros Blount came and escorted her to the Queen. Sir, Bor- Sir Boros is a knight of the King's Guard. He's described as an ugly man with a broad chest and short bandy legs. His nose was flat. His cheeks baggy with jowls, his hair gray and brittle. Gross. (laughs) Uh, Santa complimented him and said he looked handsome. Oh, nice. Always remembering to be a lady. When she exited her room, she saw that it was guarded by Lannister men. She bid them good morning and forced a smile on her face. It was the first time she had been allowed outside her room in two days. Cersei had said that this was for her own protection. Sure. Sure. Boros continued to lead Sansa out of the major's holdfast. She saw that the drawbridge was open again. When she looked down, she saw a body impaled on the huge iron spikes below, causing even more fear in her. They arrived at the council chambers, where Cersei sat at the head of a long table scattered with papers, candles, and blocks of sealing wax. When they entered the room, Sir Boros announced to Cersei that he has brought the girl. Sansa saw that Baelish, Pycelle, and Varys were there with her, all in black clothes, clothing, clothes of mourning for the king. Cersei addressed Sansa and said, Sansa, my sweet child, I know you've been asking for me. I'm sorry that I could not send for you sooner. Matters have been very unsettled, and I have not had a moment. I trust my people have been taking good care of you. Sansa said that everyone had been very sweet and pleasant, but no one will talk to us or tell us what is going on. And Cersei was kind of confused when Sansa said "us," and Cerboros explained that they put Jane in there with her because they did not know what to do with her. This was obviously upsetting to Cersei. She told Cerboros to ask next time because, quote, the gods only know what sort of tales she's been filling Sansa's head with. Hmm. So she obviously doesn't want Sansa to know the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, the truth. Yeah, it's tales.
0: Sansa explained that Jane is scared and won't stop crying, and she promised her she would ask the Queen if she could see her father. Cersei did not acknowledge her question and told Sir Boros to take her to Lord Peter's apartments and will be kept there until he comes for her. Cersei tells Boros to tell Jane that he is taking her to see her father and that should, quote unquote, calm her down. (sighs) Sir Boros left to do just that. Sansa was beyond confused and had a million questions. Where's Jane's father? Why can't Sir Burrows take her to him instead of Lord Peter having to do it? Where is she sending her? She hasn't done anything wrong. Cersei said Jane had has clearly upset her. She promises Sansa that Jane will be taken care of.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Cersei tells Sansa to sit down because she needs to speak with her. Sansa sat down and Cersei smiled at her. This did not make her feel any less anxious. Varys was wringing his hands together. Pycelle kept his eyes on the papers in front of him, and something about the way Baelish looked at Sansa made her feel like she had no clothes on.
0: Oof. What a crepe. A little perv.
1: Cersei begins to speak to Sansa and says, I hope you know how much Joffrey and I love you. This confused Sansa. You, you do? She
0: like she asked. didn't think the Queen actually loved her. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cersei said she thinks of Sansa like her own daughter, and she knows how much she loves Joffrey. But she has some bad news about her father, and that her father that she must share. Sansa asks what the news is, and Varus says that her father is a traitor. Pycelle chimed in and said, "With my own eyes, I heard Lord Edard swear to our beloved King Robert that he would protect the young princes as if they were his own sons. And yet, the moment the king is dead, he called the small council together to steal Prince Joffrey's rightful throne." Sansa was confused by this and said he wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Cersei held up a letter that was torn and covered in dry blood with the Stark seal on it, broken. Cersei said that this was found with the captain of the Stark household guard. She tells Sansa that this is a letter to Stannis Baratheon, inviting him to take the crown.
0: Yeah, remember we read all of this uh, last episode. And that is
1: not what that letter said.
0: No. Well, he was writing to Stannis.
1: Not to take the crown.
0: Yeah. He wanted Stannis to come back, so he... He wanted Stannis
1: take... to come back, but he was...
0: So he, he didn't have to be the king. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sansa, still confused, says that this must be a mistake, and begs Cersei to send her father to sort all of this out.
0: But, uh, so I wanted to clarify, you are correct in saying that this was a little incorrect. Like, the information in the letter that Cersei said was in it is correct, but she's manipulating it, saying that, like, yeah. Joffrey was supposed to be king. And she's then, twisting the words. And then Edard is coming in and saying, like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be king. But really what happened is Ned waited for Robert to die and then took this letter to the council. Well, he waited for Robert to die. And said, look, Robert this is what die. the king wanted. Yeah. Now I'm king.
1: Yeah, he waited for Robert to die to read Robert's last will and testament, which was... Right, Vince. for him to be
0: king. Exactly. but. Cersei obviously got the jump and made herself queen and Joffrey Until
1: his rightful heir becomes of age. Right. So. Right. Cersei considered this letter a betrayal of Ned's friendship to Robert. Cersei says that this has left them all in quite a predicament. Since Sansa is the daughter of a traitor, she cannot allow her to marry Joffrey. Sansa whined, but I love him. (laughs) But But I love him. But I love him. She was now afraid of what they would do to her... And what they are doing to her father, which is rightfully so. Yeah. Cersei says she knows that Sansa loves him. Why else would she sneak away to tell of her father's plans, if not for love? Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Wait. What? So she snuck away and told them of her father's plans?
0: Yes. That's what I said.
1: So she basically... Screwed them over?
0: Yes. That's what I just said. (sighs) Oh.
1: Wow.
0: Were you not listening to me? No, I was.
1: (laughs) I guess it didn't click until now. It just clicked,
0: yeah.
1: Sansa said it was for love. Her father wouldn't even let her go say farewell to Joffrey. She remembered how she felt sneaking away, almost as wicked as Arya that morning, for defying her father. She had never done anything like that before, and she wouldn't have done it if she had not loved Joffrey so much. Give me of a course, break. she was going to tell Robert, but the king scared her, so she decided to go. No way, Bobby be scaring people. No uh. way. She was. Going to, <laughs> um, so she decided to go to Cersei instead and tell her of the plan. That's even worse. She's scarier than okay. yeah. Cersei had thanked her for telling her and had her escorted to the room. She was kept in for three days, and she had heard of the fight, and then she heard the fighting begin. I think that was left out of the show. I think so. It was. That's a very important part, that Sansa actually was the reason why yeah. Cersei knew beforehand.
0: Because I just, think in the show, like, she just calls for knew. Cersei, calls for Sansa, and Sansa's brought to her.
1: Yeah. Like, she... Like, and then when they like, took,
0: father's a, a traitor.
1: In the show, they basically were like, they took Sansa and they took Ned at the same time. Yeah. But in this it's like, no, she told that and now she basically screwed over her entire family. And all of the Sarks are dead because of Sansa.
0: I guess I didn't really wow.
1: Because of Sansa.
0: That's messed up.
1: She explained to Cersei he was going to take me back to Winterfell and marry me to some hedge knight. And even though it was it was got Ga- it was Joff I wanted, I told him he wouldn't listen. Please, you have to let me marry Joffrey. I'll have, I'll be ever so good a wife to him. You'll see. I'll be a queen just like you. I promise. Okay. Cersei turned to the council members and asked what they make of her plea. Varys said that it would be cruel to deny these two young children of their love for each other, but Sansa's father stands condemned. So what would, what should they do?
0: I'm sorry, Varys. That was not really an answer. <laughs>
1: No, it wasn't really an answer. He kind of danced around it. He
0: just stated the facts.
1: And then danced around it because he knows yeah.
0: that
1: he's not a traitor. Right. But Pycelle said that Sansa has the blood of a traitor in her and betrayal will come easily to her. Who knows what will happen in the future? So Pycelle's clearly on someone's side. Yeah. Sansa pleaded and said that she would not betray him. She loves him, I swear. Varys said, but blood runs thicker than promises. Huh. Mm-hmm. Baelish says that Sansa reminds him of her mother and not her father because she has the same hair and eyes as Catelyn. Okay, perv.
0: you weirdo. Why are you yeah.
1: being so creepy?
0: Yeah. I mean. Oh,
1: so, well, we know yeah. why. Uh, Cersei looked at Sansa and said, If I could truly believe that you were like not like your father, why, nothing should please me more than to see you wed to Joffrey. I know he loves you and... With all his heart, and yet I fear that Lord Varys and the grandma- Grandmaster have the right of it. Well, Varys didn't say anything. Right. But the blood will tell. I have only remem- I have only to remember how your sister set her wolf on my son.
0: Good Lord. Dramatic
1: ass. Sansa tried to convince her that she was nothing like Arya, saying that Arya has the traitor's blood, not her. Wow.
0: She, okay, she also really doesn't like her sister. <laughs>
1: But she's also calling her father a traitor again. Yeah, I know. So she's winning zero points in my book.
0: I know. But you have to remember she's like 11.
1: She's still like negative points at this point. (laughs) She swore to Cersei um, that she'd be a good wife to Joffrey. Cersei believes that she meant it, that she means it, but she turned to her counselors and said if the rest of the, her kin were to remain loyal in this terrible time, it would go a long way in putting her fears to rest. Bysel says that Eddard has three sons, but Baelish said that they are mere boys and they would be more concerned about Catelyn and the Tullys. One of them is not a mere boy.
0: Which one? Rob? Rob? He's <laughs> 14. He's
1: a he's a man now. He's
0: 14.
1: <laughs> he's literally running Winterfell right now. He's a
0: boy still. He's 14.
1: Hmm. We're about to find out. Yeah. Cersei turns to Sansa and tells her she must write to her mother and her oldest brother, Rob, and tell them of her father's treason. Cersei informs her that she will try her, will tr- tell her exactly what to write, but she has to be the one to write it.
0: Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Like right there.
1: I'll tell you exactly what to write, but you have to write it.
0: How manipulative can no. you get?
1: Cersei says that Sansa must urge her mother and her brother to keep the king's peace. If they don't, it will be hurt hard for them. It will be hard for them.
0: It's <laughs> a <laughs> difficult that
1: way, yeah. Sansa mu- must assure her mother that she will and be.
0: She is, well. she is
1: well and being treated gently and getting everything she needs and ask them to come to King's Landing to pledge her fealty to Joffrey. If they do that. Then Cersei will be convinced that there is no traitor blood in her, and if all that is done, Cersei promised Sansa then, Sansa that when she comes into womanhood, she shall wed Joffrey. That's a I, tall. That's, that's a tall lot. order.
0: She's saying for all of the all of the Starks to turn on their father.
1: Right.
0: She's basically just, that- she's basically just trying to get the Starks to bend the knee. And pledge fealty to the Lannisters.
1: All that you need to do is just Earthworm, get your whatever. entire family yeah. to disown your father and let him die.
0: Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Should be easy, right? Right.
1: The Lord of the North. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the whole North, too. Yeah. <laughs> but then, don't wishful thinking.
0: Good Lord.
1: Sansa getting asked to see her father. This disappointed Cersei and... And she said, uh, we've told you of your father's crimes. If you're truly as loyal as you say, why should you want to go see him?
0: She is like baiting her. Yeah.
1: Sansa explained that she wanted to see him to make sure he is okay. And Cersei assured her that he is not to be harmed. Then Sansa asks what will happen to him. Pycelle said that this is a matter of the king to decide. This was reassuring to Sansa because she was sure that Joffrey would never, ever harm her father. She was certain that if she went to him and pleaded for mercy, Joffrey would listen, because she loved, because he loved her. Okay. This was all hinging on whether or not her mother and Rob would come and bend the knee to Joffrey. So she agreed to write the letters. Yeah. All hinging on a big if. Yeah. Which wow. we already know that they won't, considering she just took one of the Lannisters and made him stand trial. Right. <laughs> Cersei leaned in and kissed her gently on the cheek. She wrote four letters to Catelyn, her brothers, at Winterfell, her Aunt Liza, oh, that's going to go well, <laughs> and Lord Huster Tully of Riverrun, that's also going to go well. Right. Varys helped her seal the letters with her father's seal. Oh,
0: wow. That's... But it was all the Queen's words.
1: Queen's words, written by the daughter, sealed with her father's seal. Wow. Yep. When she returned to her room, Jane Poole and all her belongings were gone. Bye, Jane. While she was (laughs) drifting off to sleep that night, she realized that she had forgotten to ask about her sister. Yeah. Because she... I'm... she. Negative points. Brownie points are in the negative here. She's
0: such a brat, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: So our discussion questions for this week are, what happened to Jane Poole? She's dead.
0: You think she got killed?
1: I think she got killed or just exiled or just booted.
0: Well, th- and this is actually a guess for us, you guys, because they didn't really focus on Jane Poole in this show.
1: Well, Poole, he's dead.
0: No, I'm or, talking about Jane Poole. I know, but
1: her father's dead, so that whole, That doesn't like,
0: have to do with Jane.
1: It does, because they said, oh, we're going to take her to her father.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Kill her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, because there's no way that they actually took... Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. They, don't, they didn't take care of her. Nah.
1: Oh, they took care of her. Yeah. She's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> Second question is, will Sansa's family come to King's Landing and bend the knee? I think we already answered that one.
0: Well, I think they'll come to King's Landing. I don't think they'll bend the knee, though.
1: I don't think they'll do any of it. I don't think they'll come to King's what, Landing because it's not safe.
0: If they see through the letter and know that it's not Sansa writing it, aren't they going to be a little concerned for Sansa and come yes, to but get they her? they
1: can't come get her, so to speak. It's kind of... That would be war.
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: So, I uh, don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that folds out. Um, and the last one, is Sansa actually concerned for Arya's well-being? No! She's not.
0: I think she regrets not being concerned. You know? Sorry about that. Um, yeah. I think, I, because she, like, in in the moment when she's talking to the queen, she's not concerned. All she cares about is Joffrey. But alone, not in front of the queen, she's like, crap, should have asked about Arya.
1: In the middle of the night, though.
0: Right, but still, like, I think she regrets it.
1: I don't think she cares about her sister as much as she thinks she does.
0: Right. Well, that's my guess. As much
1: as a sister should.
0: Yeah.
1: Our Tyrion tidbit. Oh, so go ahead and answer those, please. Uh, our Tyrion tidbit for this week is what unites people? Armies, gold, flags, stories? There's nothing more powerful than a good story. Nothing can stop it, no enemy can defeat it. That's one of my favorite Tyrion I quotes like that too.
0: one a lot. All right, y'all. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast group. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That's it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, hopefully, we will be all back together again. Um, We will be discussing John Chapter 7, so make sure you read that chapter before next episode.